podcast. Hello uh, and happy new year to everybody. Um, you're probably absolutely sick of hearing that by the stage of the day um, because it's a week into the new years and you're probably like, nah, holiday season's over, Dave. It's back to work, back to grind. It's shit. And if that's the case, guys, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to have reminded you of how great your holidays may have been or not, but we're doing it. I'm on paternity leave still, so I don't even know what day it is, what time it is. I'm just living in a flux between one day and the next. And at the minute, it's... I, th- I think it is a Friday. Could be. Who knows? But, um, yeah, we're, we're here and we're, we're putting another podcast. We're episode 15 now, which means we've been doing this podcast this week and 14 prior weeks. Whoa, just let that sink in for a minute. Minds are being absolutely blown there. I'm sure you're sort of listening to this voice going, mm, what the hell's wrong with you, man? I'll tell you what, I'm sick. I've got the cold. A wee, a wee sniffle. I don't think it's fully man flu yet. Like, I'm not bedridden. Or ridden in bed, for that matter. But I'm still a little bit under the weather so I'm sitting here with um, a wee woolly hat on keep my wee head warm and I'm drinking a cup of lamb sip with a little bit of honey in it to help my vocals for when I sing later on the podcast not like doing any sort of performance that you should know about I'm not like a an Alexander Armstrong character who you just know him from hosting Pointless but then all of a sudden he just goes and drops a Christmas album that's weird that's possibly the weirdest day job to side job going. That's like if, just for the crack, you had Stephen Fry during the day. And you're like, what's he doing? Oh, transfer windows open, Stephen Fry signed for Watford. And you're like, all right, cool. Was in like a, a manager, uh agent, not a striker. Him and Troy Deeney up front, going to be Fry and Deeney, going to be devastating. It's that random to me, but no, I'll just be singing a little bit in the podcast, and my sickness is, it's boring me a bit now, it's just that I can't smell and I can't breathe, which for a new dad is a bad thing, mainly because I can't smell if the kid's done a shit, so she'll just be crying, I'm like, what are you crying for? It's like, you've had food? Yep. You've been winded? Yep. You need a shit? Nah, you don't. Sweet. And then you go and empty your nappy and shit literally falls out of her nappy all over it. It's like an avalanche of shit on a baby scale. Like, it's not ridiculous and I'm not trying it. But it's enough to put a bit of feces on your body. And I ain't no scat man. Scat would it be Libu or not. I don't want shit on me whether it's my daughter's shit or not, you know. Unless it's shit. Like in the movie Spring Breakers with James Franco, he's like, this all my shit. I got guns and shit. I got Ralph Lauren shit. That's the only kind of shit I want, not actual shit. But that's one of the downsides of not being able to smell. And I hope that it comes back. I hope it's not a permanent thing that I end up walking about like without the ability to smell. Only only plus side would be I got one of those sweet wee disability stickers. Like it's park where I want and do whatever I like. Because that's essentially what you get when you get one of those cards. It's a free pass to do whatever you want. You wanna go and you wanna park up outside outside a Conswater shopping centre, you do that. You wanna go and take some produce, 
from Marks and Spencers and not offer them money, you do that, you got a disable card. You want to punch somebody square in the face just for looking at you wrong? Yeah, you got a disable card, you can do that. But I mean that's that's what's coming back if I if I don't get my sense of smell back. And you you can expect a raucous time if you've got me with a free card, if you know what I mean. But I'm trying to cope and I'm trying to get into the new year good. I'm trying to get in there well, positive. I wouldn't say as such as I have any resolutions. I think that a lot of people are very negative about New Year's resolutions. They're like, oh, you just want to do this for that. You only want to do this resolution, blah, blah. You'll never last. You know, a lot of people don't, but it's a decent sentiment, isn't it? If it's going to be enough for people to maybe go out, try to get a bit healthier, try to learn a bit more, try and just improve themselves a bit, what's wrong with that? Yeah, you probably go uh, to the gym for like a week flat and that's you, but it's better not going to the gym at all, like I've been doing for the last month. Just been like slowly getting fatter and morphing into Jabba the Hutt. And quite literally, you're like, nah, you're not like Jabba the Hutt. I, I am. I know you look at me and think, hunky, muscular guy. No, it's, it's all marshmallow now. And I also have women who are on leashes that bring me food as well. When I just sit on the floor naked and eat fruit, that's the hot lifestyle. That's what it's all about. Um, but uh, it's about time I pulled that finger out and got to the gym. And as of recording this, I am a week in. I started actually getting back into training before the new year. So technically I wasn't a, a new year, new me. I was a 30th of December and getting in above the crowds ahead of them one step ahead of the game dirtiest player in the game me the nature boy nah but I'm I'm there early and I want to try and get the results because 2018 is a big year for me I'm getting married and I don't want to look like Luciano Pavarotti whenever I'm getting married in a tuxedo I want to be saying I do as opposed to me I soul my soul I save I think that's what people would expect if they saw me in a tux. So I need to just drop a drop a few stone. And with that, I've been dieting too, which when you couple hard training, which obviously I do, I'm an intense guy, with dieting and without doubt lack of sleep, it's tough. It's a challenge. But hey, if there's ever a man up for the challenge, it is I. Although I don't like it. I would love to have like eight hours sleep a night, eat cheeseburgers and chocolate and just enjoy my weights and then somehow lose weight but that's not the way it goes every meal I have is boring at the minute um, I normally find when I do diets don't know if any of you uh, remember back many moons ago uh, not last summer, the previous actually whoa, time flies when myself and Shane Todd did uh, like a, an online fitness challenge the Race to Ronaldo it was called um, a lot of people are very stuck up in the fact that Dave will never be the shape of Cristiano Ronaldo. I know. It was only a name. The whole gist of the challenge was that he wanted to bulk up and I wanted to lose weight. And we'd sort of meet somewhere in the middle. Obviously, it was never going to happen. It was just a fun name, marketing, you know what I mean? But we did that and it did pretty well during that, doing this kind of diet. So hopefully it'll work again. Um, but it's just been basically get up have some, some porridge, a little bit of peanut butter in it, a banana, black coffee, pint of water, go to the gym. 
that's what, the, what my routine's kind of got to now. I've been to the gym by 10 o'clock every morning this week, trained hard and ate well. And I'll tell you something, what's revolutionary for me is I've discovered courgette, not like um, just the product itself, but a spiralizer. I went to Tesco's and spent £10, which fair to be fair is ex- extensive when you actually look at what it is. But I got myself a spiralizer and already I've used it basically every day. And that's what I've been eating, just courgette with chicken. Sometimes I want to treat myself and have a bit of asparagus. I know I'm living, i got to do the dream, you know. you got to do that, you got to fit it all in. And yeah, it's, that's tough. It's getting to the point where I'm... I'm a bit fed up with it, but if I weigh in tomorrow, um, weigh myself every Saturday morning, because I'm going to use Saturday as a day where I'm going to have my cheat meals. I like to to do that when I'm dieting, not like a full cheat day and just eating all the shit in the world, but like to have a cheat meal, which doesn't necessarily have to be terrible. It doesn't have to be like the worst fast food or the biggest load of crap in the world. It can just be like something that is not as strict as what I've been eating. So... Um, I would hope I would have lost about in my head I'd like to lose about four pounds this week I think I'd be a solid start and if I don't I'll be depressed but that being said I'm keen to try new things so any of you guys out there want to like offer me some fitness tips or some diet tips give me a shout my girlfriend Catherine she uh, has started up Slimming World this week and she says that works which I cannot understand how it works in principle or any other way. Slimming world to me just makes no sense. They basically topple every other myth about dieting on its head. So you can do things like you can eat chocolate, albeit it's like one point or whatever it is, but you can't eat it. And you're basically encouraged to eat as many like potatoes and stuff as you can, which normally is that's a starchy carb. You don't eat that slow burning straight to the belly, but apparently that works. So. I've said to her, look, I'll do my weigh-in tomorrow and see how that goes. And then I'll do your Slimming World for a week and then get on the scales. And if I lose more in Slimming World, maybe I'll stick with it. If I lose more my way, I'll go back to doing what I was doing. Sadly, I've got till November to get in shape for my own wedding. Uh, I'm best man at a wedding in March, so I need to kind of get in shape for that. And obviously, the stag do beforehand. Um, we're going somewhere a little bit warm, a little bit toasty. So I'll be wanting to pull out the thong for that. Stetson and the thong, you know, you 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 don't look good in the Stetson and the thong if you're overweight. Like I don't want to look like a sexy cowboy minx, rather than like a fat Mexican drug lord, and that's where I'm at at the minute. So I work it out that if I lose three pounds a week between now and March, that's three stone. It works out at. So I'd have lost three stone as my target between now and March, which is a long way away. That's a long and arduous road, but hey, we're going to try and stick at it. And by all means, check in with me, tweet me, whatever. Message me on Instagram and go, hear me at House of Diet going. During the course of the Weird Podcast, I will update you every week as to how it's going, just as a way of uh, keeping myself accountable, really, and trying to stick with it. Um, but... It's been a tough, tough old slog. I'm sure you're going. Um, I tuned in here listening to some weird stuff about weird people. I don't want to know fitness tips, and that I'm sorry. So, um, I get on to some weird stuff that you're here for. The thing, the the one segment we have in the weird podcast that 
with hindsight, should not have been a segment, but hey, it's here and we're getting closer and closer. It's everybody's favourite segment on any podcast in the world. It's the Champions League of Weird. The Champions League of Weird. It's the turn of Group G and Group H this week in the Champions League of Weird. Um, group G, the toughest group of all. It's the group of David Blaine, P. Diddy, Stalking Cat and Pete Burns. Um, and this week the, the matchups are P. Diddy versus Stalking Cat and David Blaine versus Pete Burns. It's tough one because P. Diddy's a weird guy. He calls himself Diddy nowadays. Which means tit. Like that's stupid and weird in itself. And he keeps changing his name, especially when he changed it to like Brother Love. Except people like were roasting him on Twitter being like, There's an old wrestling manager called Brother Love, he had a big red face and just shouted at people and he was like, Ah bollocks, I can't be called that. I'll just just call me do whatever you like. He actually threw the toys out of the pram like a, a bitter kid. He's like, Nah, fuck it, call me whatever you want. Just call me Sean. Don't care. Diddy, daddy, puffy, love, whatever, call me. Fuck you. And he's against Stalking Cat, who is a dude who, literally his name is Stalking Cat. Google him. He, he He's dead now, actually. He, but he was a dude who was like, mm, I kind of don't want to look like a dude anymore. I like to look like a full feline cat. And he went to have surgery, which has made him look not so much like a cat, more twat. And yeah, he's dead because probably he's morphed his face so bad and pulled his skin and cut himself and caused himself so much trauma with all that surgery to make himself look like a fucking cat that his body was like, you're done, baby. See you later. But it's a no-brainer between him and Diddy because Diddy, as ridiculous as he is, as many names as he wants to have, as many shout-outs to black women just because on Twitter he wants to do, Still not as weird as a guy that's had full surgery to make himself a cat. <coughs> oh, my wee lungs. And David Blaine against Pete Burns. Pete Burns is in a tough category because he got put into the Champions League weird group stages and he got drawn in the same group as Stalking Cat. You know, he's just like a lesser version of Stalking Cat. So sadly, for that reason alone, David Blaine wins. Because David Blaine thinks he can talk to you through an eye in his hand. He thinks he can bury himself alive and live in a box for days above London. Nah, that's too weird. And now also he's a sex offender. But he wins. We'll brush over that and move on. So three points to Stalking Cat. Three points to David Blaine. Group H is another great group. Liberace, Ed Gein, Cat Williams and Kim Jong-un. <clears throat> or as he, his, his rap name is, Kim Jong-un. Um, Ed Gein versus Cat Williams Cat Williams, one of my favourite comedians Loves the drugs Loves getting into trouble um, Fights kids, there's a great video on YouTube If you ever want to look it up Cat Williams getting beat up by like a 14 year old It's hilarious, they got him in headlock and he's around going Shit, get off my kid, shit, get off my kid It's hilarious um, But Ed Gein's that dude who like made Costumes out of human skin So, albeit being a bit of a druggie Being Fighting kids is weird, but making a full three-piece suit with tails out of the flesh of a decapitated lady? Probably weirder. Again, takes the three points. And Liberace versus Kim Jong-un. Oh, it's hard to quantify this one. Both two 
different guys, both weird guys. I don't really know what Liberace's deal was. I think he was just a super flamboyant homosexual in an era where it wasn't as acceptable to be so. And people were like, rather than going, is he gay or is he? They're just like, nah, he's just artistic. Like, oh, he's fairly as artistic. He, um, he artistic this way over my my son's holy already. <laughs> That's fairly artistic. Oh, it was not. That's that's. Good morning. And then Kim Jong Un, who I don't know. At the minute, I think we're fucked. I think the way I think Trump should be banned from Twitter. I think as a president, you just shouldn't have it because the whole button thing. My button's bigger than yours. Kim Jong Un's like, I will fuck you, and Trump's like, Will you? And like that's the sort of Trump. If Kim Jong Un was like. Tweeted and being like Trump, I'm gonna fuck you. Trump will come back by going, "Oh, you want to fuck me? Do you? Well, guess what? I'm gonna fuck you first. And then just, but what's gonna happen is there will be nuclear weapons, and hopefully, either Trump gets impeached and whoever comes in is like Kimmy, sorry, or else they just, I don't know. It's frightening. He's got his physical next week, Trump. So it'll be interesting to see how he comes out on that. Um, I'd be keen to find out what exactly the pass rate is for a president to take a physical. I can't see Trumpy being too fit now. I imagine his like heart to be orange, like his face, and the arteries of his heart to be clogged with shit, yellow shit, like his hair. I can't imagine being a healthy dude. Love to watch him on the step machine or a cross trainer. That'd be hilarious. <coughs> I imagine he breathes like this. Uh, 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 uh. Can't imagine that being a fun sight, but on the basis of the fact that they're both too hard to split because they're both weird in their own field, Liberace and Kim Jong Un get a draw, so that's a one point each to them. They're totting up. We're back to the first group again next week, and then once that stage is done, we're into the knockout stage. So guys, it's been a slog, but hey, it's like what well, if um, if the Champions League of weird can be something, it should just be an example on perseverance and will to succeed because yes has it brought the the roof down nope has it revolutionized people's lives nope to see people tweet me about the champions league weird nope send me instagram messages about it nope tagging me on the facebook nope do people like the champions league weird nope does it have a catchy theme song yes but hey we're nearly there so just bear with us. What about Logan Paul? I'm sure all you guys have heard about this dude, this jerk. Um, this is some YouTuber guy who made a video about going to this haunted forest in Japan. And they basically... It's like the whatever forest, I think Fushi something forest. But it's at the bottom of Mount Fuji. And apparently it's a suicide hotspot. And these dude, these jerks, this guy Logan Paul and his friends went into this forest just to like make a vlog of some description. And when they're in there, they found a person who had hanged themselves and they had videoed the person, um, the dead person, and they have posted this vlog online. And obviously, people are fairly offended by it and sort of calling for the guy to be banned off of YouTube. Um, certainly a bit distasteful from him 
Um, I have actually seen somebody who has been hanged myself. Um, I imagine not by their own hand. But whenever I was in South Africa, when I was 16, I was playing a rugby match. And we were playing a team in the township. And what had happened was we were driving through and we saw a lot of like police in this field. And there was this like dude hanging. Um, he looked, he was like, he was quite black in colour. Like not like the race, but like as if he had been burned. Looked like he'd been burned and then hanged, which is pretty gruesome. But um, luckily, we we're far enough away in the bus that you could only kind of see enough of it to not be totally traumatized by the whole thing. But um, apparently, that was due to necklacing, which, if you don't know what that is, Google it. Sick. Basically, where they put a tire around someone's neck and set it on fire, and then they they die. So they necklaced this dude and then hanged him, lynched him. Well, that's what I am ascertaining from it anyway. But it wasn't pleasant. Back to Logan Paul, he videoed it, put it online, got a lot of shit about it, and people are going, oh, ban him from YouTube, we need to ban him for this video. I think the dude shouldn't be banned from YouTube for the video, I think he's a stupid dick. I think people need to, they need to look at what they're watching and these sort of things, like, what does he do? He just vlogs about what he does, you know, who cares? People want to watch him doing this weird shit. It says me with a weird podcast. I get it. But you know what I mean? He's out and he's in millions of followers. Bought a house worth like 9 million. He's only 22. You're going to make mistakes. But see people jumping on the bandwagon saying get him off YouTube. I don't know. I just think you shouldn't follow him. It'd be worse. Let him be on YouTube but stop following him. And that would be the best way to do it. But he's a sad um, example of what entertainment has become these days it's fucking shit everything everywhere you look is reality tv like and i for that blame the kardashians i think they are the worst like why do people actually like why do people aspire to be them they're filthy rich over nothing they've done themselves they have this money that they've just had and used to yeah, they've probably done business ventures now themselves, but to get there, like you look at, they're also they were all like Kim was probably the only pretty one when they were like natural, and then they all had used all the money they had to have surgery. Like Caitlyn Jenner's probably possible. Do you know what I mean? She's was a full muscular dude. I've discussed that before, but she was on uh, Pierce Morgan's Life Stories this week, and Jesus Christ, size of her, she's a muscular woman, and her hands, she'd be a goalkeeper like shuffles. But no, I just I hate the Kardashians and the Jenners too. Those ones are like Kylie or, K- or whatever she is. Is a like a the people are like oh I need to have Kylie. I need to have is Kylie or Kendall need to have Kendall Jenner's lips. Like you've seen Kendall Jenner's lips. They're the thinnest things of all time. They're thinner than that. Can't even think of an analogy. I'm not late in the night. Kendall Jenner's lips are thinner. That I was, was going to make fun of my, one of my friends' dicks, but that's that's just easy. She's thin lips, basically, but she's now the face of sweet lips. People, you want to look like her? She'd have surgery, and then this thing going like Clint or whatever she's called was a brute. You saw photos of her whenever I was watching Life Stories, and just a big stinking stone faced bitch. And now apparently she's sexy. Nah, fuck that. 
Fuck that there, disgusting. Don't know what the voice I was supposed to be, but they are the worst. And that's what people watch now. Literally just people sitting talking. Oh my God, I don't want to see him tonight because he only has an iPhone 6. Oh my God, Kim, that's terrible. I would never speak to him again. You're right, Clint. And then people are watching this and it's just dead air. Yeah, Clint. Oh my God, Kim, has your butt got bigger? Yeah, I injected it with polyfiller and superglue. PVA, of course. Is PVA not, not super glue? Is it not just like school glue that kids use? Fuck up, Clint. <laughs> You're a bitch. But they're the worst. And so basically stop following shit people with no talent. Like I, I actually was thinking whenever my daughter Holly grows up, what the fuck's going to be on the TV? Will there be a TV anymore? Will it all be on our phones? Will we just be watching people just walking around? Is reality TV got that far? It's a shame for like people that are trying to actually do creative stuff and have like an ability to sing or write or perform or do stand up or act. It's just these people just being rich, spoilt twats and see the people who aspire to be a Kardashian. You should aspire to be a corpse. Just you should aspire to be what Logan Paul would make videos about and just do us all a favour. It's getting so shit. Especially now in reality TV. I've been seeing like they're starting to recycle people. So people would have been in like Love Island or going into Big Brother and people and I was fucking just the worst. So shit. There's nothing good anymore. I'm I'm turning into old a grumpy old man. There's nothing good anymore in fucking boxes or fucking bastards. Whiny, whiny old man. Right? Before we get too far into things. We'll go to some questionies. Some questionies. Let me see, is that everything I have? <laughs> yes, questions. McQueen sent me a question um, on Snapchat saying, the weirdest moment you've had while doing a gig. <coughs> I was getting called homophobic by a transgender comic. Was probably my weirdest moment having a gig whilst on stage. Talked about that in the podcast a few weeks ago. Realised the sound is a bit off, and I missed the actual intro to it, which would have been which was juicy, juicy gossip. And I'll tell the story again if I'm asked. So if you want to know the details of that story, ask me. Say what went on that night, and I will, I will regale it. I'll see if you ask me anything. I'll answer it. Any sort of sass, any behind the scenes goss, whatever you want, you come at me, and I'll tell you. <clears throat> Ormond Robinson sent me a message saying why did the Derry girl sound like Barry the Blender um, probably just Barry the Blender Colin Geddes' character does he's got a, a culty like voice and I imagine the Derry girls were some of them weren't from Derry and some did an accent and that's kind of the way it sounded but on that note I watched Derry girls and thought it was really good which uh, is, is great for something from here too often I find stuff that's produced over here um, is shit and I put my hands up too and say I've been in some stuff which has been on the TV before and it's been shit and you don't like it you know I, I'm one of these ones who I'll want to see something and when it's out it'll be be good you know I'll not be like oh I hope something from here is shite I hope it's good 
but now on this occasion um, it was shite or, or what I've done has been shite sorry but on Dairy Girls was great and I was on Channel 4 as well which is a change because normally if you want to do anything here it's going BBC NI which it's hard to get on that unless you're unless you're a blame gamer Tim McGarry or get my headpiece you ain't going to get that sadly and I think there needs to be more mediums for that and hopefully Dairy Girls open a few doors for other people out there but if not let's just hope it continues in the same vein as it has done so far because it was a great first episode and now on to Twitter Michael Jardine has asked me I'd be keen if you could have a wee look at some reviews on a local East Belfast takeaway the sass and the responses is simply incredible but so weird keen to hear your thoughts on this papa bear hmm let me just see exactly what these comments were <clears throat> let me see what the the restaurant is called Tucker Bees. I've driven past that before, never actually eaten in Tucker Bees before. So Max reviews Tucker Bees one star, and he's complained here. It took two hours to deliver my food. Ridiculous. Now, you see, first of all, Max, f- first of all, Max, we like in record at your delivery. You are not very professional. Did not take two hours. We have never taken two hours to deliver to anyone ever in caps. <laughs> We know, oh, oh yes, yeah, it's personal. We know you're the lad who orders from us, gets told one hour delivery, and then rings the shop every 10 minutes looking to food to your door. So, obviously, what they're trying to say here is, you're lazy bastard, Max. Huh? Well, we're sorry you're just not that important to drop all of their orders. This, this, whoever's behind us is genius. We're sorry, we're just not that important. We'll drop all your other orders for you. Be the first person to deliver a chicken burger within 10 minutes of an order. Huh? We have a full record of your order being placed at 1.10pm and our driver being dispatched to you long before 2pm. Even called you when he was on his way. So we must apologise to any other customer for delaying their order rather than you. Hmm. Like that says. Neil, giving them one star. I haven't received my food. To which Tucker Bees have replied, Neil, you were in a queue of 10 orders, ob, because it was New Year's Day, to which we decided to open to bring people food. So basically what they're saying is, Neil, you fucking ungrateful bastard. We've opened on New Year's Day where most other places would not. We're trying to provide you with a service. Be fucking grateful you're getting any at all. I just think that the Tucker Bees is a ma. It's just someone's ma. It just responds like a ma would do. Oh, do you want food? Yeah. You're lucky you're fucking getting any at all. Can you cook it yourself? No. Do you four groceries? You're like, nah, I'm on five. Exactly. We'll fuck up and you like what you're giving. Spam and peace, you bastard. <clears throat> yep. Oh. Just eat only gives us some time to put the orders and we must boot around the same time so we can be delivered when they were received. I'm afraid you didn't get any special treatment. But did you receive your food? You did. <laughs> so you have it. Tucker B selling how it goes. Um, let me see. Oh, this one's a bit better. Alex has given it one and a half stars and complained. Our food arrived half an hour late. Rang the restaurant and she didn't even apologise. So that is a ma. Are you sorry? No, I'm not one bit sorry you learned a lesson. Uh, pizza was burnt and overall the food was disappointing. Will not be ordering from here again. Oh, oh. Tucker, the ma of Tucker B's is not going to like this. Let's hear what you had to say. <coughs> your order was received by us at 4pm and we placed your delivery on it as you were always busy on a Sunday afternoon. Your order was dispatched at 5.05, one hour and five minutes and you live less than half a mile away. We keep full records of order and arrival and dispatch times so this order wasn't half an hour late. 
If you have any queries with regards to this, we can supply our proof of delivery times, etc. Just call our shop. Orders placed do not jump a busy queue. They are delivered in order of placement. We do our best to deliver food within the stated times. I love that. They're kind of answering it going, yeah, well, you know, we're, we have fucked up a bit, but that's just the way we are. Deal with it. If you don't love me when I'm at my, be- my worst, you don't deserve me when I'm at my best. Your order was dispatched at 5.05 and you live half an hour away. That's a sass. Or sorry, half a mile away. You live half a mile away. Get up off your fat hole and come and get it yourself. If you want to ring every 10 minutes, Alex, you bollocks. And lastly, there's one from V, which I imagine is short for something and not just a name. Like the, the I, I'm in my head, I'm thinking of the mask from V for Vendetta. Just V, anonymous. But see, to be fair, all one stars. Now there's two for v, from V. So it's decent enough out of, out of oddly six. Why six, not five? Hmm. But V has said order was incomplete and was poor quality. To which Tucker B replied, Hi V. We take all our complaints very serious. Not even very seriously, not proper English. We take all our complaints very serious. So we wonder why whenever you receive your food, you did not call us at our shop and inform us of any issues you might have had? Well, Tucker B., um, I'd imagine it's because V's taken the opportunity to review you on the internet because it's 2018 and that's what he, he wants to do. He wants to get online, he wants to review it so he doesn't have to listen to whatever bollocks you would get in the line because they're sass in this. Like, can you imagine if you phone, flip, you'd be up, um, hello, I'd like to make a complaint. Oh, would you now? Um, yeah, I just want to say that our order was incomplete and was in poor quality. Oh really, was it then? But you put your order in at 4.49 and actually it was delivered to you at 5.32. So basically what you can do, V, is just go, okay, and get your bag off Tucker B's delivery. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, have you, have you, is there any food left in it? No, I've eaten it. Okay, good, it's just a bag. Is there any tinfoil in there too? There's a little bit, okay. Scrumple the tinfoil into a, like a, a small dart shape, yep, and um, attach a, the paper bag over the top and, and, and follow through the dart shape a bit more so it's a bit bigger and covered in plastic bag, yep, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, and shove it up your fucking hole. Mm. All right. That's why V would have done it online. But hold on, back to the review. Sorry, but we can't rectify anything if you don't let us know you weren't happy with the order at the time. So, basically, tough teddy, sour grapes, deal with it. And the fuck's given by Tucker B's or Zero. I've just swiped forward as if there would be any more, more but there's not, there's only four. But um, thank you for that, Michael Jardine. Um, I wish there was more, very possibly, if you want to sort me out with some more Tucker B's reviews. Or if you guys want to go on and order some Tucker B's food. Please do and let me know whether you get any sass in return. Well, the Sasquatches. That's Tucker B. Let me see. Sassy Moto. That probably is what she's like, actually. Oh, he hunched over so and so. That's what I imagine her be like. Madam Tucker B. If you are a Tucker B owner and you're listening to this and you're taking offence, just why don't you fucking ring me about it? Absolutely love that. Um... Let me see, Mark Rainey has sent a message saying, how many times have you guys nodded in one day? Um, personal, Mark. Um, but it's not a big thing for me anymore. You know, I'm at that age now where you don't even know you have a dick anymore. Once you have a kid, that's it, it's over. You might as well just lob it off and fuck it in the fire. What do you used to get out of it? Um, other than pain. Mm, obsolete. But um, in history... 
<laughs> we're talking like study leave. I probably had about 15 in a day. You know, that's what you loved as a teenage boy. Like GCSE, shit. You'd be getting up, you'd be doing like a bit of revision and then rewarding yourself with a jack. So you'd be doing like, I don't know, anywhere between like 10 and 15 minutes revision, jacking off. 10, 15, jacking off. 10, probably jack. Then you enjoy it. Then you go for five. You drop the five minute intervals. So if you're doing, say, like seven or eight hours of study a day, it adds up. That's like 40. Could be an exaggeration. I don't actually have the stats to back it up, but hey, I, I'm, I'm going to say in one day, my maximum for the study leave in my own mind, 47. Probably realistically, I'd say closer to like 10, 12 to be accurate, because that's the exact score I remember. But study leave, you can just lose track of time. You can lose track of yourself in the euphoria of jacking. And there's the title of the podcast this week. Um, Mr. Irwin has sent me a message saying, do you do stand-up full-time? If not, what would make you consider it? Good question, actually. That um, I don't do stand-up full-time, unfortunately, just yet. Um, I would. That would be the aim, would be to do it full-time. I would love to do it full-time. Unfortunately, at the minute, there's not enough money to do it. You know, I don't think anybody, apart from maybe no one actually, maybe Bar Mickey Bartlett, is actually making a living off of just solely doing stand up. There's other things like making videos or acting and things, but just stand up alone, there's not the money for it. There's a great scene at the minute and there's a load of great acts, but there's just not enough um, money to do stand up full time. I'm hoping to, to move house towards the end of the year as well, Mr. Irwin. Um, so I kind of need my current job for the pay packets month by month. You know, it's more secure. So when I do that, I'd hope to maybe take a career break and focus on um, doing comedy full time. Unfortunately, there's not the money to do stand up, which I would love. But um, I've got a lot of, like I write quite a lot, which people don't know. I would would be involved in writing for um, TV and radio from time to time so I'm hoping to up that a bit this year and hopefully get a I'm working on a project at the minute which I think is really really good like really really funny um, and I'm ho- hopefully going to develop that and I would love to see that go get on TV if something like that got commissioned then there's the opportunity for me to go full time at the comedy but until then it's like a, a what's even the word for that it's like a patchwork of money that you can make from doing comedy and unfortunately until like there's changes here where maybe places like the empire don't hold you back rather than they do at the minute because like if you do if you do laveries say on a on a wednesday you're not allowed to do the empire like two weeks either side which if that's your full job you know you're not going to be able to live so until that's changed, look that. The same thing was with Queen's Comedy Club. They were the same. They wouldn't let you gig in there on the same... Uh, like, within two weeks of doing The Empire or elsewhere, which just holds acts back. And to be fair, um, here at the minute, I think Lavery's is the, the best club there is. Um, certainly the most... Um, the sort of... The most 
fraternity like club like we're all mates so that we gig there quite a lot it's a fun place to go and it's a fun place to hang out and um, whether you're not doing a set you just go for the crack like i wouldn't ever million years want to go to the empire to hang out and definitely wouldn't want to go to queen's comedy club because it doesn't exist anymore but you know it's just there needs to be a change i think in terms of supporting local acts and um using what there is here at the minute there's a lot of talent there's a lot of people that could make funny material but they just aren't being nurtured right until there's a change there somebody writes something that just is undeniable it's going to be the same like i was involved in season two there of late license last year it was a sketch show that came out and it could have just been so much better but i don't know whether it was just what way they they decided to split up um sketches by performers or sketches by writers or what was allowed to be on bbc or not it just i thought it came across kind of poor like you'd much rather be putting out content on your own pages with the freedom to put out what you want rather than being censored per se like i put a video up there this week um jim north's got new year's guide to fitness which is a character i do jim north so sort of fitness guru but knows nothing about fitness to be honest and he basically is trying to give you some advice in new year fitness and i think it's one of the best ones i've done um that's one way that i'm trying to improve and, and get my name out there a bit more this year is by putting out more content so now i've got an office space to to write in and film in i'm hopefully going to be turning over more videos so i'll be able to work on characters and be able to work on sitcom pilots that i'm working on and be able to just basically churn out more stuff and hopefully you know essentially that's all part of a an equation to get bums on seats to watch your stand-up shows you know so if i get more of a, a following like you've you've shane there sold out two nights at the ulster hall colin Geddes sold out night at the ulster hall you've aaron mccann did mandela hall you've rory woods doing mandela hall in april i think it's april yeah in april so you know things are going somewhere we just need to try to convert people on to knowing who the individual comics are what to do and you know i guarantee that if you actually are new to comedy and you take a night out and come and watch some of them the new acts and some of us you'll enjoy it and then if you're there and you're you're more of a regular comedy goer you're already involved in it you know you already enjoy it so i think it's just really about getting opportunities for people local people to, to do stand-up and getting their name out there and again it takes a name to get an opportunity and it takes an opportunity to make money you know so until that happens i'll be working full time as well because now especially i own my own house i own my own car i have a daughter and get married so i need all that money i can get so either i rob a bank win the lottery or get a big commission i'm going to be working and that's just sadly the way of it um let me see chris barr my man chris barr always comes in with a great question for the weird podcast he's he's an he's the now the number one weirdo and he sent me a story um let me see Oh fuck, takes it, just load up. Sumo wrestling champion sentenced for hitting opponent with karaoke remote control. 
Asumo Champion has been fined thousands of pounds for hitting a junior wrestler with a karaoke machine remote control. Former Grand Champion Haramifuji Kohai, 33, was ordered to pay 500,000 yen, which is 3,280 3, quid, for assaulting rising star Takanoa Yoshimiro, 27, while drinking at a bar in Fuyoku, South Japan. Takawanu's skull was initially thought to be fractured by the remote. Shit. <laughs> That's powerful. Um, but had to withdraw from the tournament and he's hospitalised for three days. But doctors later revealed the injuries were not so severe and there were no symptoms of skull fracture or brain fluid leakage. What a wimp. So he's just gone and, and pussied out there and said, oh, this guy's fractured my skull. Nah, not even a bruise. Out you go. Fucking faker. They must... Have serious beef with each other. Um, Harumafumi began slapping and hitting the younger wrestler with a remote control for checking his phone. Uh, discipline, you know, respect is what the elder guy's trying to teach him. He'd already been told off for his bad attitude by the grand champion. Um, yeah, so basically what had happened there, the lads are out for pints. The grandmaster is seeing some young punk on his phone showing disrespect and he's battered him. That's what happens. Proper order. And there's a question there with it. I'd fucking whack somebody for being a prick. Um, but what would your karaoke song be? Hmm. I would like to sing something really hip, current and upbeat. Something like... Cat mm, Stevens. I would have given you all of my heart. But there's someone who's torn it apart And he's taken just all that I have And if you want, I'll try to love again The first cut is the deepest would be my karaoke song It went a bit James Blunt there, didn't it? Baby, baby, try to love again But I know the first cut is the deepest Baby, I know And then out of tune But yeah I probably yeah sing first cut is the deepest keep it upbeat or else gone by NSYNC on a similar note I just wanted to be upbeat with my songs um what else lads I'm gonna wrap it up here because I'm sleepy I'm sleepy I'm sick uh, gross I don't spit that I'm gonna swallow it uh, um basically to finish I wanna say subscribe please to my soundcloud the weird podcast on soundcloud and subscribe on itunes please rate and review on itunes i want to make it a segment where if someone reviews it each week with a weird review i want to read that out in the podcast i want to get involved with it um to if you see any of my posts for questions get involved any sort of question at all i'm feeling like we sasquatch myself answer any question you want any at all promise give you the juice because i won't do it in boy town sometimes shane doesn't like me saying stuff there i get told off i get i get censored but there's no censoring in the weird podcast that's just how we do it here and by we i mean i and i i mean we yeah um follow me on instagram Dave Elliott Comedy Follow me on Facebook Dave Elliott Comedy 
Follow me on Snapchat, Dave Elliott Comedy. Only joking, it's Dave Elliott LOL. Because comedy's too long for the Snapchat. Do, do, do. Follow me on Twitter, at the Dave Elliott. Do, do, do. Because Dave Elliott Comedy's too long as well. Follow me on all those channels. Spread the word of the weird podcast. Let's try and make 2018 great again. Good night and God bless.